Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And uh, this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show. We had we had uh, a very funny man in today, didn't we? It was good to see Frank Skinner. One of the best. One yeah. of the best. He's uh, He's got a new show and uh, he's doing some big gigs in London. He told us about that. Talked yeah. a bit of football. He wasn't so pleased to see me, but, you know, that's just normal, Paul. I'm well, used just, to that. It won't be the first and, and it won't be the last. And he's a close personal friend. He's known I'm Andy. Not, you know. I don't Andy, take it to heart. Uh, Frank, in his book, calls Andy the Roy Keane oh, of fantasy oh, football. The engi- he was the engine room. The engine room. So no, Frank, you know, nice. they they've got to go back a long way. Yeah, well. So, um, but it wasn't they, it wasn't personal. I'm not taking it oh, personally. Good, I'm just good. bringing it up. But no, it was great. It was really good. To hear good. We had, we had plenty to talk about, um, including heavy metal. Funnily enough, yeah. Uh, plus, we had uh, a bit of a chat we about laugh, various things. We, we got we a, te- had a lovely fantastic text. call from Beautiful a talk sport listener. Great call. Great text. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, some really good texts from you. A uh, one was <laughs> wow. Well, you're here. <laughs> Maybe the title of today's podcast gives you a clue to what it was like. But anyway, um, and we had the birthday spread. So here it all is. Afternoon, I mean, he's, he's box office, Paul. I mean, mm. I don't know if he's the sort of box office that Manchester United want, but he yeah. loves a flap. He loves, yeah. to, he loves to palm it out when he could have caught it. I, and he loves being the wrong side of the wall. I saw him uh, against Spurs earlier in the season. Although we won the game, I, I thought he looked the part. He looked very assured. But it's a kind of cockiness, isn't there? Like, yeah, I'm definitely... in. Ch- you know, yeah, sometimes, yeah, people, this, yeah. sometimes people who aren't in control can really look like they are. <laughs> yeah. I see, he makes some great saves. And he does it. He's got a kind of... I don't know, he's got a very relaxed sort of languid style, isn't he? Which you he don't always want in a goalkeeper. You don't want goalkeepers no, to be languid, do you? Bruce Grobbelaar is, is sort of who it reminds it's a bit me of. That. Do you remember that was, he sort of was amazing, Brilliant, wasn't he? But and always with a bit always of a rick. It was a rick, yeah, yeah, you know, but a bit of personality as well. I'm not, I mean, I saw uh, it was very funny, it always is. I know he doesn't, it must drive him mad, but Mark, well, I say that, it's made him a lot of money. Mark <laughs> Goldbridge having his meltdown after yeah. the third goal, and he immediately pins it on the keeper. And I've seen. That's a good hit. Yeah. I mean, the first two, the th- you could argue about the... But it bloke drills well, out the first of one's a mistake, isn't it? And the second one's the same goal. So you, so you yeah. do sort well, of go... The first, one he, the first one, he just moves, basically, out of the area where he should be covering. And the second one, he just fluffs it and lets it go, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. But, look, um, as I said, I saw him in the flesh and I thought, oh, he looks like he's in charge. Yeah. We're, we're hopefully going to chat a bit more about that with a... Manchester United fan uh, later but on. A good but good game. Look, for us neutrals, oh, it was fantastic well, to watch. I, I thought um I thought Andy's plan was to watch it. But I oh, said, yeah. well, this is a little um we had a little uh exchange. This was uh, so where's it gone? Let me just find it for you. I think it's one I can safely do. I just said to him, uh seven fifteen, you oh, know, yeah, when we I think at that stage it was probably three all, wasn't yeah, it? Probably. It may have just About become yeah, three all. I just yeah. says to him, sensational game. He said, I'm likely ladsing it for later. As uh, I think Arsenal win, I'm not going to bother watching that. And so he proved to be right, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he said comfortably. Uh, I'm not, I said, I'll say nothing more then, you'll enjoy it. So then he comes back to me. He said, an hour gone here in Lightly Lads Land, and it's still 3-1. I'm waiting for the comeback. Unless, of course, you're a fan of big six-goal Manchester United wins. <laughs> so I'm not going back to him at this no, point. No, no, no. Just send him the old emoji with the mouth zipped yeah, up. Yeah, of course, yeah. Then he says, 83 gone, it's 3-3, and Robbie Savage is really getting on my nerves. So I'm hoping he's wrong, and there isn't another goal in the game. <laughs> There's a show I'd like to hear. Savage and Jacobs, yeah. together at last. And then he said, it's all over, wonderful game, but bad result for United. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting watching it all unfold as he kind of watched it as live a couple of hours later without knowing the score. 
tell you what else I watched last night. I didn't watch the Arsenal game. I watched uh, Ipswich, yeah. the Millwall. Mm. Ipswich were fantastic. They're a very good team, aren't what they? What a brilliant football team. Yeah, yeah, they scored yeah. brilliant goals. I mean, Millwall didn't come out of the blocks. But they just... Ipswich, I'll tell you, I think if they get up... I mean, well, we I mean, they're right. That, we always think that, don't we? They're right they're on the cusp, playing, aren't they? Playing great football and they've got great players. And, they're only you know, one, two points off of Leicester now. Not yeah. much, are they? So it's all oh, pretty top, tight. Well, Leicester lost night, last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The top is getting really squashed. So, yeah, yeah. very good. Uh, well, we're going to talk about we're gonna, uh, Blackburn had a win, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They beat um, Birmingham City. Wayne, they, were, they? Well, they went 3 0 up and then it was 3 2. Oh my God, he was Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. Rooney's not got a win yet. So. No. Well, he's had one. Has he? Well, at the weekend. Oh, right. Had one win at the weekend. I apologise, Wayne. Dance was uh, a lot happier at the weekend, okay. Monday, when we saw him. But uh, Sammy Schmodix, who's is he the top scorer in the championship he at is. the moment? Five foot six, attacking midfielder. He scored yeah. 13 goals this Amazing. season. He's another one off the posh conveyor, but I know Colchester fans apparently say, well, we had him first, but still, they bring them in posh, don't mm, they? They really do. They polish them, you know, Ivan Tony, for example, many others. Yeah. Um, Brett Sambalonga, who else went through there? Uh, Dwight Gale. Yeah. So all, they all polish sorts. them. Yeah, yeah. And then they make a few quid, they move them on, don't they? Well, it's one way, it seems to go one way or another. They'll take a lot of non league talent as well. Like yeah. Shimanga was scoring hatfuls for Chesterfield last season in the National League, and they took him, and he's not, it's not quite stepped up that's yet. That's the nature of it, isn't it? You never quite know. You never know, and it, you know. So, our own Adrian Darren, we thought there was no one better to turn to and talk about that uh, than Adrian. He'll give us his take on the week's football. We've seen a fair bit of it this week, travelling around for uh, talk sport on. Uh, on duty for us. Um, also, um, we're going to say we'll talk Manchester United. Greg Lansdowne, the author of Stuck on You, The Rise and Fall and Rise of Panini Stickers. Um, a book that I was fairly certain I had completed one of yeah. is going to be sold for probably a couple of grand. It's the Mexico 70. Oh, I really? believe Mexico 70 was the only sticker book that I can put. Maybe I'm sort of remembering it wrong because I was only about sort of yeah. like eight, nine years old, eight years old. But I remember completing that and and the joy of completing yeah. the sticker book for the first time when I was a kid. And uh, I, f- I was fairly certain my mum moved and I thought, well, I'll get up in that loft and I know it's I know where it is. It's in yep. a cupboard in this little pile of... wasn't there. Not there, Paul. And that's two grand's worth. So you may have some uh, cash in the yeah. attic, sporting cash in the attic you don't know about. So if you've got anything, you want to run it 19, past it. What were the stickers like? We had to p- p- stick them on yourself. Yeah, the you glue, yeah. You get a bit of whack off the glue. <laughs> bit loosey in the sky with diamonds when I went to school at times. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. I was just using the wrong glue. <laughs> didn't but actually finish it, just dreamt yeah, you did. Just, uh, maybe, I, yeah, maybe I actually never did it. <laughs> All the footballers were coming alive. Yeah. And, maybe, I know, never, maybe I never Pele did Pele in that. your front room at yeah, one point. putting on uh, relics by Pink Floyd and doing my sticker <laughs> album. Not an ideal thing to do. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that. We're interested to know whether you think you've got a bit of sporting cash in the attic. Um, West Ham fans, the intrepid ones who've um, travelled to Topola. I'm calling it, it can't be Topola because that sounds like an online bingo company that advertise <laughs> on TalkSport. Have you yeah. tried Topola oh, yet? Yeah, very nice. The first yeah. two weeks are free. <laughs> very nice. This is Mildred. She won five grand. But <laughs> sounds I, good, Paul. Where do I sign up? Yeah, OK, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll send you the link. Back at Topola. Um... It's in the middle of nowhere. Even West Ham, even the team themselves have had not, you know, we were reading today uh, in the sun. Uh, what they, yeah, due to the complexity of Bakatopla's location close to the Hungarian border, West Ham considered several different routes into Serbia, including going via Budapest. Decision was eventually made, says the Sun's Jordan Davis, uh, to take the near three hour flight from London to Belgrade yesterday morning before a 90 minute, 86 mile coach journey to, uh, to Bakatopla. Uh, if you're a fan and you didn't have, as he says, access to a private jet and pre-hired coach, the travel advice from the club, they said the simplest way to do it was to hire a car from Belgrade. Oh, yeah, that's, as always, no direct, that's always simple. That's always, yeah. No direct public transport links between uh, Belgrade and Topla. Uh, or they said you could get a hundred quid taxi, hundred quid each way. I suppose if there's sort of no, four of you in there, right, isn't it? yeah, you're okay, yeah, yeah. That's not so bad, is it? But um, yeah, so they're they're staying in different hotels. West Ham. There's very few hotels near the ground. But you know, this this team, this Serbian team, have earned the right to be in European competition. Yeah. So fair play. But it struck us that there's places you go to, and we've talked to Ali Ross about this before, uh, as a member of the Tartan Army and maybe for Aberdeen in Europe. 
that sometimes you'll go to places that you never, ever would have gone to if it wasn't for yeah, football. Maybe exactly. you fell in love with them, maybe you didn't. But some of the far-flung corners of the planet... Woking's the, like that for me. Is that really? I'd never go You'd there. You'd never go to Woking I, I wouldn't just... Would well, why would I go to Woking? Well, it's, it's other than having to, to see to, their tin-pot little team. Yeah. I mean, before the Woking ultras turn on you <laughs> and you upset good somebody l- good else... Good luck to them. Um, you're having a go at Fletch, of course, uh, our newsreader. So I'll have a go at anyone. Yeah. I, just, I just chose Woking as out of nowhere. <laughs> OK, fair enough. Well, at least you're indiscriminate with it. So those places you never would have gone. Yeah, great. Tell us your stories. What was it like, good or bad? Um, maybe you expected it to be an armpit, and indeed it was an armpit. Or you went there and you thought, man, this is beautiful. Maybe you've been back. Maybe you've yeah, been back lovely. socially. Yes. I'm coming back with a missus, Do you know what? is what you said just as you left. Here. I'm definitely going to come back. Uh, let us know your stories then. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHNJ 03717 22344. And no, not that one, Charlie. Oh, Tell yeah, us no, why you want to do that. no, not that one. The, uh, the uh, Chipping Norton Panto this year. Oh, I don't right. know if you've ever been to That's Chipping quite, Norton, Paul. That's quite posh. No, it's tiny little beautiful. I've done, I did I've, Panto I've, there. I've, about, about 25 years ago, I did I Panto there. I've been there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've been And they've got a beautiful little theatre there, yeah. Chipping mm. Norton. And uh, their, their Panto this year is uh, Cinderella. Oh, yeah. But it's written by John Terry. Wow. So it's I thought interesting. We'd do, John's gone not down. Not that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if John Terry turns up at the end, you know, dressed as a fairy godmother, just in full out, full, full, yeah. full fairy full Cinderella godmother outfit is what you're suggesting <laughs> yeah. to take all the plaudits. Full Prince Charming at yeah. the end he goes, you know. He comes on after all the actors have done. Yeah. Their, he's the last one on. Is that what the point you're making? That's the point Charlie? I'm making. Yeah. Cinderella by John Terry. Not that one. Not that one is what I'm after. I don't know if we've got any more footballers. Not that one. Yeah. Well, I've yeah. I've got a not that one okay. for you as well. I noticed this the other day. I was looking uh, as you do, looking at the credits from Strictly Come Dancing. Head of production Stan Matthews. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, Stan Matthews. He's there. He's head of production. The Stan Matthews Strictly like, Strictly like Final. It was the, the Matthew. Yeah, that's what the Strictly Final. Didn't they, even didn't even do him. do that much production in it. Yeah. Stan Mortensen's going to get no credit for it. The sound guy, Stan Mortensen, no credit. Um, and yeah, the camera supervisor is a guy called Lincoln Abraham. Oh, well, not. Well done, Lincoln. Well, well, well that's fantastic. Yeah, very, I don't think I'd go one. anywhere near a theatre with a name like that, would you? <laughs> Definitely not. Well, not that the, one. So we'll take those as well, yeah. Uh, yeah, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHNJ 03717223. Double four. Aiden says, I have all of the Busby Babes autographs. Wow, that's good. All Aiden. of them, Aiden. That'll that's be worth amazing, a yeah. fortune. It must be, yeah. I'll tell you what, let's have a little. If if there's people on the people in the know listening today that say, Well, yeah, okay, let's let's try and get Aiden valued. Maybe yeah, why not? you can I mean, I would imagine Aiden that's worth a lot of money if you've got You've got that great all team, those, I would yeah, think. Wow. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've had some fascinating stories coming in from listeners about places they never would have gone without football. Uh, Mark is a Baggies fan. Good afternoon, Mark. Hello, Mark. Uh, good afternoon, lads. Uh, yeah, you're, boing, you're boing. one really intrigued this. I thought I want to know more about this. So where did you go that you never would have gone if it were not for football? Uh, we went to North Korea to watch um, <laughs> the local derby. <laughs> How did, how, did how, did manage, how did you manage it? Who, who, Actually, how did you get out? So many questions. <laughs> so how did it all come about then? Well, it came about, I, I used to follow England all over the world and mm. we got friendly with quite a few other lads from different clubs. There was a Plymouth lads, Man City, Oxford, Bournemouth. And we, you know, we just used to follow, I mean, I've been all over the world, Brazil, Argentina, everywhere watching England play. Mm. And basically we just wanted to do something a bit different so Simon, who was a big Oxford fan, he used to run a little sort of travel thing called England Fans Travel. He arranged for us to go to North Korea wow. just to watch the, the local derby. I mean, it was, a, it was a trip. We went to China and we went to North Korea because obviously we could only get in North Korea mm. on a train from China. So we, that was basically how it came about. And we had like a trip. We went in the Terracotta Warriors, seeing wow. all different things. Kinyam Square, you so, know, and then so you went and we saw Pyongyang United versus Pyongyang City <laughs> in the derby, and but yeah. you're saying the ground is absolutely massive. Yeah, it's supposed to be the biggest football ground in the world, wow. and uh, there was about 300 people watching this game. <laughs> really? And, yeah, and we was like probably the biggest lot there because there were 17 of us all, all together, kind yeah. of thing. And uh, oh. we wanted a drink at half time, and they um, they only sold them. Um, like soft drinks. Mm. So we asked for a cup of tea, which that came in a, a china cup and a china pot and with a saucer. <laughs> so we all had a, oh, a wow. cup of tea, like yeah. in a china cup. 
Don't get that the Hawthorns, do you? <laughs> well, you do, but you had to pay quite expensive. Yeah, of course. You're in the you're in the you're in the boxes. Yeah. 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 Oh, what a great! And they 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 like they they sort of man mark you, don't they? When you're in uh, North Korea, the uh, well, you have yeah, somebody who look after my, you there. Yeah, two two ladies met us off the train, and basically they was with us all day until they took us back to the hotel. And then when you're in the hotel, it's up to you. But yeah, it was it was a good trip. It was you know we went to the shops. They they stayed at the entrance. They didn't follow us around, and yeah. we could take pictures of anything we wanted to really. Right, and you know there was no. Amazing. You're not still there then, Mark. Like you're, no. You're... <laughs> no, no. And to be fair, it's the quickest I've ever got out of a country. It took us literally. We turned up a court to one. The flight was out at one o'clock, and we was all on it, bags and everything, and gone. That's Fantastic. what we need. We need a bit of North Korea yeah. at, our, yes, at, at our local airport. Did Kim Jong Un? Did he come on and score a hat trick, left foot, right foot header? Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's what he said <laughs> in the match report in yeah. the paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers, Mark. Brilliant story. Thank you very much. No problem. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. John Terry has written the uh, Chipping Norton Panto this year. Yeah. But, but uh, you've seen not that one, Charlie, but I have you looked you know into what? it? I haven't checked, Paul. Have you looked into if it? If you're listening from Chipping Norton, at the Chipping Norton Theatre there, give us a ring. Could if if it is actual John Terry, yeah. we don't know what he's like. If it like. is, have a kind of anti-Spurs thread running through it. That would give it away, <laughs> wouldn't it? That would give it away. All the way through it. He might be good at writing a front cloth joke scene for the dame. Yeah, you know, big, big song sheet comes down. That would be good, wouldn't it? Not yeah. for the not for the children. That song yeah, yeah, sheet. Yeah, that's not <laughs> definitely not for the kids. That one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this comes from uh, Deb at Deb's Ironing Shop in Wakefield. Uh, in my early for all days, your ironing needs. For all your ironing needs, definitely. Um, no job too small, like no. a romper suit. Do socks. Yeah, yeah, socks. That's it. The lot. Um, I worked, yeah, basically in my kitchen fitting days, I worked with a plumber called Jimmy White and a joiner called Ronnie Wood. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's nice, isn't it? It's yeah. actually John with Deb's at Deb's Ironing. So oh, sorry, John, that was oh, from you. I don't, I don't know if Deb's, Deb's could have been in the kitchen fitting business. Why not? Get get down to Deb's Ironing this week. In get Wakefield. St- Shaky stuff. I, I'm sure Cam, I, I think Cammy has all his ironing done yeah, there. Yeah, down there, yeah. yeah. Deb's Ironing. There's no better ironing place in Wakefield. You, you don't know that. I, don't I know, mean, might be. <laughs> them, I don't them, know. I don't think there is, but there if might you, be. Whenever they are. My old mate and now my running partner mm. is Paul Scholes. Not that one. Ah. The one from Luton. That's ah. from Ian, the Luton fan. Luton Paul Scholes. I mean, it's quite a rare name, isn't it? Paul Scholes. I mean, growing yeah. up, your name would be Paul Scholes. Yeah, it would be. I mean, thrilled about it, wouldn't you? So you get where you book a t- well, I suppose you'd want to get into a restaurant <laughs> in Manchester, <laughs> behind you, wouldn't it? It's Paul Scholes. It's Paul Scholes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no problem, Mr. No, Scholes. No problem, you get there, yeah. and you're six foot three with black hair. <laughs> But they'd be annoyed, wouldn't they? Terrible they'd be, first They'd be touch. spitting in your dinner because they but, think he claimed well, he only got that table because exactly. he said he was Paul, Paul Scholes. But actually a better tackler than Paul Scholes. Yeah, well, so. yeah. I think he'd be the first to admit that doesn't really narrow it down much. Um, this is uh, Lee in Stourbridge. Lads, we went to Ostrava. We played Bannock Ostrava in the 90s. That was the old Joe Venglosher years, I think oh, remember okay. that. With Villa, he says, in the UEFA Cup. Nightmare to get to. And at half-time, a load of miners uh, suddenly appeared at one end who just popped up after... After a day at the mine. Oh, yeah, lovely. A, a friend's dad, sadly no longer with us, okay. uh, understanding, back in the day, when he was a kid, like in the 30s, he, he was a Bristol Rovers fan, and um, they would turn up for the game, and the players would still have the the coal dust on them where they'd been where they'd been in the oh, mines lovely, working, lovely. In the, really? working in the morning. Come out? Yeah, come out. For you the could game still, in the afternoon? Yeah, thinking, well, I won't bother showering before. Little I'm canary in their I'll hands. I'll have a shower afterwards. <laughs> canary yeah. in there. About that cage, absolutely lovely. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to be talking later on about this um, Mexico '70 Panini sticker album that could be going for close on two grand. So there could be some sporting cash in your attic. We're interested to know this afternoon. Kev in Northern Ireland, well, we're going to run your one past uh, Greg Lansdowne, an expert in that particular field. Um, this is from uh, Tom in Newmarket. Back in our non-league days, following Cambridge, we took a trip to Farsley Celtic, and we thought we'd travel back to the '60s. Bit harsh. I mean, I've I've not been. To, I mean, it's near Leeds, isn't it? Yeah, Farsley. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Cosmopolitan part of the world. Um, I'll, I'll look Tom, up, Tom won't be rushing back. Oh, go! Oh, just because you come from Cambridge. Yeah. Oh, he's I'm, in Newmarket. Oh, yeah. Farsley Celtic. Let's yeah. have a look. Should we give you Farsley, Farsley yeah, Celtic? Farsley. Celtic. Newlands. Newlands in, uh, where is it? Directions from here. Four, okay, hours, well, four, four hours 44 if you want to drive well, it. It's sounding like it's distance, yeah. <laughs> there we are. You're giving it a level of detail. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I was just. Pudsey. Oh, okay. There you are. Pudsey. There we are. Near Leeds. Yeah, near Leeds, yeah. Um, you were right, Paul, first time. Didn't need all that. <laughs> 
Jim, the Arsenal fan, says uh, the one that sticks out for me travelling to watch the team is Baku. He said it's a really... Have you ever been, Charlie? Never been to Our Baku, old mate, no. The late great Andy Smart had been there a few times working, and he said it was kind of an, Baku, odd, no. an odd... I think he quite liked it in a way, but... Um, he said, it's a little bit, this is from uh, Jim, he says, it's a little bit Las Vegas and a little bit medieval ward city. That's oh, very nice, I think yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. bit of a bit of a clash of cultures, I, I understand. Gigs in Kaz- Shame about the drubbing, he adds, in, in Jim. Thank Ak- you. Aktau, Aktau and Almaty in, uh, in Kazakhstan. Almaty. <laughs> yeah. In uh, Kazakhstan. Yeah. And that's a bit like that. That's a bit like massive buildings, but also people going around on horses. Yeah. Did you, you like know, El Matty? Oh, yeah, it was lovely. They lovely had, lad. We ate horse and drank vodka in, in this one bar. You ate horse? Yeah, horse and drank vodka was in this one bar. Was it a horse and bar. vodka bar? Yeah, it was. Really? It was, it was amazing. Must do a show from there, as Alan would say. <laughs> um, it was really great. And uh, shoaling away. I was. Uh, I went in the FA Cup once for Sh- with Torquay. Shoaling. Where's Shoaling? U- U- the UK. Yeah, where's Shoaling? Sort of, uh, sort of south coast. How sort are you of spelling way. it? S H O L I N G. Okay. I think wow. It was shoaling. I'm saying shoaling like yeah. like it was shoaling. Um, it was, <laughs> it was shoaling. Yeah. The producer. And uh, because I had a friend in a high place. Yeah. Uh, me and him. Me and he were the only two away fans. Wow! In because it was it was during the uh, uh, pandemic, just towards the end of the pandemic. Mm. But uh, we, we managed to get the tickets. And we stood behind the goal in the pouring rain. Just the two, just of the you. two of us behind the, the talkie goal. ultras, talkie ultras, just there, just us. With the shoaling fancying, is that all you bring away? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even yeah, yeah. brackets, even during a pandemic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, it was good. It was good fun. Um, what else have we got? I went to school with Stuart Little. Oh, that's not bad. That's is it? Chris in Watford. Nice, but he loved it. Well, he, he wasn't a tiny mouse. No, not it that. Is. That's you can't really say not that one when the alternative is a tiny animated <laughs> mouse. We is know it? he's not a tiny oh, okay. mouse because <laughs> we would have been confused otherwise. Yeah, he's not going. Yeah, is it the actual? Just it's, before we carry on, yeah, just before we on the yeah, phone, yeah. so we carry on. Is it the actual Stuart Little? Yeah, <laughs> talking of uh, which, much from Lowestoft said my course leader is called Brian Little. Ironically, oh, he's a nice. West Brom fan and oh, not Villa, as you might expect, of course. Um, as a Mark from uh, London says, as a breakdown patrol, patrol person, I've been out to Russell Hobbs and John Lewis. But alas, they were not those ones. Not the actual ones. Not the actual oh, ones. No, yeah, um, Mark Laguna says, if you've ever bought Panini stickers, two grand sounds like about break even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is right. Well, it wasn't back right. in the day. I suppose it was all relative. I mean, for me to have completed, which I, again, my sketchy memory, but as I said, there was a lot of fumes off the glue, so I may not have even <laughs> done it at all. But <laughs> but I, I seem to recall completing it, and... And it, it didn't feel like it was a, a, a massive a chunk out of my pocket money. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I went was. to a, quite a big school and there was a lot of swapses in the playground. Yeah. So maybe you didn't have to buy as many packs then to find a way through it. Sort of 84. That and the bullying, of course. Where I just, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I didn't do it. That that wasn't 80, me. 84 to 87 was sort of my peak. Really? I'm thinking, it, I'm thinking 50p a packet, but then I don't know. Mine would have been probably a about sort of 70 to about 74, I would think. Take me up to 13. I mean, you so maybe you can't 10p, lose. 10p a packet. I've got no idea. Maybe how much Greg, it, the people know well, how much we, they we've are. We've got an expert, it, Greg Lansdowne, well, coming only on. Only we knew the right person. I would imagine, you know, the equivalent now, it, it's, probably, it's probably like spending £100 a pack, the way things are. <laughs> um, in my oh, first yeah. job, I used to co- collect trolleys in the car park of my local supermarket with uh, my oppo, Tommy Doherty. Brackets, not that one, <laughs> says... Uh, yeah. Did they call him the Doc, though? I'd like yeah. to think they did call him the He's Doc, Al in Burnley. Thank you smashing the, smashing I mean, the trolleys you were, into you. You were being a cartoon villain when you were talking about Torquay. But, I'm sorry, about Woking. And Fletch knew that. wasn't a thing there. Tiny little Tim Pot team. Woking fans are getting stuck into you, yeah, aren't good. they? Good luck, good luck Oh, Tim Pot team, are we, Charlie? <laughs> He's only joking. It's Panto. I'm not, really not. It's Panto. He doesn't mean it. <laughs> he does, apparently. He does. He's just nodding. Sliding back down the leagues. He's, it's great to watch. He's nodding his head and apparently... He he does mean it. <laughs> so, uh, Stuart Little was the golf pro at Minchinampton Golf Club. Not Miniature Golf Club. No. <laughs> uh, that would have made sense. The Miniature Mouse Golf Club. My dad's golf. My dad plays golf. And his golf pro seven foot two. Wow. Tailor-made clubs. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, literally. I don't mean... <laughs> you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah, really yeah. long clubs. Yeah, you'd need that, wouldn't seven you? Seven foot two feels too tall to be good at golf. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> A number of people have been in touch, Charlie. Uh, not just about... Some, some people more angry than others, Paula. Really? Uh, apparently on the text, but we'll have a um, look at that in a minute. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. That, well, that's, that's, that takes some I doing, mean, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I get cross about stuff as much yeah. as anyone, but, you know, there he we are. He points out, he questions, he says, are you a pair of, I can't possibly, I mean, it's the worst it's the one word you can ever think of. It's the very worst word. Are you a pair of worst words you can think of? The man with the sticker problem told you he could have got his hands on his problematic transfer. He didn't want it. Mate, you're going to have to calm down. Calm down. It's nearly Definitely. Christmas. Definitely. Only football stickers. I don't think... It's the worst word used in the very worst context ever. Really. We kind of know that. Um, we can't. Yeah. The guy. I, I want to say we know that what's it guy, but I can't use the word that you're going to be known as from now on. What a piece of work! Oh, there we are. Beautiful. Anyway, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. That man, very worst word you can oh, yes. think of, man, has texted back saying, "Sorry about that. It sounded much worse when you read it out than when I did it in my head." Love you guys. Oh, that's nice. All ha- is forgiven. Happy Christmas. Let's hug it out. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. hug it out. Hashtag yeah. POC. Lovely. It was probably the most spectacular. Spectacular text we've ever had. <laughs> have we got Have we got James back yet? We're struggling with James. We'll try again. We'll there try we in a minute. Um, yeah, nice. no, not Panini stickers, says Tom, the Arsenal fan. This is a beauty. Also, when I was a kid, the the, the many uh, filling stations, petrol stations, oh, would yeah. do. One did coins for, yeah. a, for a World Cup. Shell, that was and, coins. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it SO or Shell? I can't remember. But somebody also did fantastic little figurines, oh, yeah, uh, those, little yeah. statuettes of the players, which I also collected. Buy more petrol, Dad. <laughs> I was siphoning it off, so he'd go and, go and get a, go and get a, a Bobby Moore. Get the whiskey me. tumblers. Um, yeah, Tom the Arsenal fan said, "Not a Panini story, however." Do you remember those football coins you collect from SO back in the 1970s? Unfortunately, my dad realised that they also fitted our gas meter. Oh <laughs> so, wow! So my my full collection <laughs> my full collection was emptied by the old man. Oh, that's anyway, amazing. Um, you didn't answer that man's question, though, did you? <laughs> well, we'll let you draw your own conclusions. Someone wondering if that texter was Andy Jacobs. It could have been Andy. It was the sort of thing Steve you'd the window, Steve, Steve the, the window, window clean. clean it. Andy, Andy written all over it. Quite possibly was. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelised Bingbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Frank Skinner has joined us in the studio, and uh, Frank just said, "Headphones on or headphones off." But of course, you have your own. We won't. We won't publicise it too much, Frank. Yeah. But you have your own radio show elsewhere. It, it doesn't clash with this one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Don't worry. It does clash with the other one I do actually. So oh, it does, uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay, a bit of a show. Okay, it's not yeah, a I think you know it's a bit of healthy competition. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. Yeah. And, and I'm friends with Alan, who's on it as well. So that's yeah, a, well, uh, nice, uh, a bit awkward because he's not on it anymore. <laughs> oh, wow, wait, what a regular listener, Charlie. Yeah, I'm on air when he's on. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> well, lovely to see you. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. Lovely to see you. It's been a long time, as yeah, Elvis been. used to say. Yes, you are um, You are doing some gigs in, in it's London. It's a joy to see you, Charlie, but I didn't know Andy wasn't on. I'm a that's bit a shame, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I know. Well, he's, sorry, he's really sorry to have missed you. Welcome to the listeners day in, day out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was sorry to have missed you. He sends his love. Of course he does. Yes. Um, so sorry, you were saying, yes. I was at the Gilgood Theatre. I don't want to disturb you mid-plug. I don't, really, in case I don't get a chance to come back to it. But you are, um, you're, you're going to be at uh, the Gilgood Theatre for a couple of weeks in February. That's the first two weeks of February in Shaftesbury Avenue. Beautiful. Yeah. 
um, West End, London. This is West the show End. you did in Edinburgh and then did some gigs in London with as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I did, I did the lyric um, also in Shaftesbury Avenue. I, that's I, that's <laughs> my natural home <laughs> yeah, now. Of course it is. I yeah. think, yeah. Um, so I did a week there and then I thought I want to do some more, so I never yeah. did another couple. It's, it's not that you walk out to those theatres, you mm. know, and they're really stunning. You know, in those days, because they had no yeah. amplification, the audience don't fade into the distance. They're stacked like a wedding cake <laughs> right in front of you. All that gold the and Fra- red. Frank yeah. Matcham, isn't it? Was the, the great, great theatre designer. That's yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 Um, it, the show is called 30 Years of Dirt. Yes. Beautiful. It? And it's, it, is it you? I mean, what? Take it, is it you going back to your roots? No, it's me talking about how I have tried in recent times mm. in order to get a bit more kudos, mm. um, to, to be a bit more, a bit clever, a bit more sophisticated and a bit less like I was when I worked in a factory. <laughs> and it's about my struggle with that. I'm, in many ways, my failure. <laughs> so it's not an all-clean show. It's a, a, quite a rude show talking about trying to be clean. Is it, is it bawdy? Can I use the word it bawdy? Is, it's, it's Barrett Room stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but only in parts. It is. I like to think it. I think um, it always has been, isn't it? Yeah, in, in a good. I, I mean, in a good way. That's uh, it's always been a kind of trademark. You've pushed. You've pushed the envelope. I think over the years a lot when well, you've done stand up. Um, I, I used to always think, wouldn't it be nice to have more of a balance and have more clean stuff? Mm. But then, the, you know, I'm not. Nowadays, your modern comic, they hire directors mm. to talk about their show and stuff yeah, like that. Wow. Whereas the audience is my director. I could do it all with a clapometer. <laughs> so if they laugh, then it's in. And if they laugh loudly, it's definitely in. If they don't laugh that much, it's out. And it, uh, once you've done that for two months of... of um, editing and uh, filtering, there's no clean stuff left. <laughs> the so audience think, oh, no, we like this stuff. Yeah, best. that's just what they want. There's no yeah. sad bit of 40 minutes. No. You know, no. Like the classic Edinburgh show. Really made no. me think that yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't do... If there's any silences in my show, it's accidental. <laughs> but now the thing, as you say, in Edinburgh now is to do a themed show, which mm. usually means a comic has written mm. 15 minutes of the same theme and then he'll make the other... He or she will make the other stuff they've got work if it kills them yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but Does the it... theme of this is i'd like to do a, which i would i would like to do an all clean show i'd like to be able to stare into the crowd and not see people going oh oh no i'd, I'd like to, i'd like a bit of that yeah i'd like to you know something for everybody but um i i just can't uh, manage it as sensibilities have changed then over the years do you i mean not a groan do you get that oh do you, do you still get a bit more of that do you get more of that than you did back in the day or no not? i don't i don't think so i don't think it's it's a, it's sort of what you want to hear is the breath being taken through the teeth a bit <laughs> oh yes that's what you're, you want well, to get that. an estimate from a builder with, yes exactly yeah. you yeah. want that with the laughter mm. really but um the, the thing is, I've always sort of worked on the line yeah. without going over it. Mm. And the line moves and I just move. I just follow the line. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best comics do that. Find the, find the line, find where the line yeah. is. Yeah. The media and the comedy industry seems to me to be pretty obsessed with youth, whereas I think people get funnier as they get older. You look at all the, the great comedians and I think people get funnier as they get older. Do you, do you feel like you're getting funnier? Well, I... I I am definitely. Whether I find that in other older comedians, I'm not <laughs> sure. But you, I keep, find but you a, keep writing. A lot of lot of older comedians don't keep writing. You keep writing. No, I still write. Um, I do my forty five. So my minimum every day is forty five minutes. Really? Yeah. And uh, writing that is writing new material. Writing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because um, I as I get older, I get bored more easily. So there was a time I could get the show together. Mm. And it was, la- every joke got a laugh, and I thought, that's me done. But the trouble is, my mind starts wandering off if I do the same stuff. <laughs> so there's obviously I keep in, you know, stuff, but I do like to do a bit of uh, tweaking yeah. and messing about as yeah. well. I don't know if people get better. I can only think of um, Verdi, apparently. His opera's got oh, better as right, he got okay. older. Okay. Shakespeare, that's about it. Yeah. Most people, let's face it, get considerably worse as they get older. <laughs> But no, I honestly think um, I'm funny. <laughs> I can't get round it. Yeah. 
Um, you, you've always tried to keep your hand in from a stand-up point of view. When we appear and you're doing lots and lots of telly, that wasn't as easy. But you, no. you still in, you still enjoy it. Does that kind of feel like your sort of natural home, really? Yeah, and you know, I think when I'm on my um, on my deathbed, you know, mm. when they say you regret what you didn't do rather mm. than what you did, I think I will look back to that TV period and think I should have done. I should have carried on doing stand-up, even mm. if it was you know every two or three years. But I went 10 years or something, and yeah, I... I wow, it was that long, was it? Yeah, wow. and I hate the idea of that, because mm. there will be jokes that would have emerged then that, that um, will never emerge now, because that moment's gone. But maybe that's the 10-year-out tour. Maybe you just go back through yeah. that material and say, yeah, hey, remember nice. when that happened? <laughs> well, I tell you, I, um, I get quite romantic about stand-up. It feels like a noble art. Mm. I know, I've never felt noble on a panel show. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um, when you're up there and you're on your own, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it does. It feels um, not cool. I've never been cool in my life, but I, I know even I've I've done bad gigs in small clubs and I've left, turned the collar of my overcoat up, lit a cigarette, and walked into the wet dark night. And I like that. <laughs> I'd rather go well, but I mean, if yeah. you can't, if you can't do a melodramatic exit, well, yeah. I always say you never feel more alive than when you've just died. Well, there is, <laughs> I do think that you learn more from a bad gig yeah. than, a, than a good gig. But, you know, I've had gigs that have been like three years at Cambridge University and yeah. that's too much. Does that still happen, though? I mean, because people kind of know what they're going to get from you. They like you. They're on your side when they come to see you. Even if you're doing an open spot trying stuff out, oh, they know you are. They're looking to be entertained. Well, so. where the show is now, it means you only um, you get good nights. Mm. And uh, that's as low as it goes. Right. So if you have a friend come to see her and it's a good night, they say, oh, I really enjoyed that. And you think, I wish you'd come on a brilliant night. (laughs) So I know what it's like. They're never in on a brilliant night. No. But, and if they are in on a brilliant night, of course, you don't say it's a brilliant night. You say, no, that's pretty average. (laughs) But um, if you're doing new material, like when I start a show, I do like little clubs and back rooms in pubs and I'm doing an hour of new stuff. Mm. I mean, definitely some of that bombs yeah. because, you know, you're throwing everything in. I once did a gig in Bristol when I was starting off a tour and I wrote, I had like an hour of material mm-hmm. and I went and did it and about 55 minutes of it absolutely stormed and mm. went straight into the set and continued to go well. But that's never happened again. That was just one, you know, magical night. Usually, you know... It's, Ten minutes there, five minutes there. I think I read in one in your autobiography, was it in one of your first autobiographies, was that you did Edinburgh not really knowing what Edinburgh was, so you'd write new material all the time uh, up, up in Edinburgh doing well, the show, and I, that's how you got nominated. When I won the Perrier yeah. in 91, I didn't know if I'd got an hour. So <laughs> I, 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 I was doing my set as, mm. as I, you know, all the material I'd got. And I had a little look at my watch. I thought, I'm about halfway through the material. I looked and I'd done 57 minutes. And I thought, oh, <laughs> well, right, okay, I've got yeah. plenty. <laughs> so halfway through Edinburgh, I got bored of the first hour and did, did the second Amazing. hour. Wow. But the thing was that the judges for the, the big award had been in week one. And then you have to go back to have another look at them. You then expect a different show. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. So I think that did help. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Apparently, Eddie Izzard's still very bitter about me beating him that year. <laughs> really? Somebody told me. Still bothers him. Still still really upset. Let it go, let it, it go. Yeah? yeah. It's going to be no good in politics if you've got to hold a grudge. <laughs> no, that's very true. Uh, Frank Show, 30 Years of Dirt at the Gilgood Theatre from the 5th to the 17th of February. The tickets are uh, on sale now. you got a few matinees in there, Frank, yeah. as well. That's well, nice. you know what? I wasn't going to do mat- matinee, but my my manager said matinees, that's what they're after. For a comedy show, it's interesting, mm. isn't it? I mean, the dynamic of an audience at two o'clock in the afternoon. I think people are just terrified being in central London after about nine o'clock <laughs> at night, so they want to go in early. So that show is actually selling the best of all of them, those two Saturday matinee shows. I should have just done matinee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It gives you an uh, insight into how old your audience is as well when the matinee sales are really going through the ceiling. You you never did panto, did you? Well, I did the ITV panto. Oh, in Wimbledon, But no, no, it was was actually at um, Brixton Academy. Oh, oh, wow. 
yeah. Oh, okay. And I did that with um, the Ugly Sisters were Paul Merton and um, Ronnie Corbett. Oh, wow. Wow. And Samantha Janus. Yes, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, was Cinderella and I was Buttons. Right. Very yeah. nice. A funny, did it give you a taste for it? You don't see yourself doing Blackpool for a couple of months? Um, only if I have to. <laughs> I think that's, that's the thing with Panto. Yeah. You know, at the end of uh, I Am a Fugitive from a Chain Gang, yeah. Paul Muni stopped by this woman in the street and he, he, was, he was a bloke who was wrongly accused and ended up in prison. Yeah. And she says, how do you live now? And he says, I steal. That's the last line. And I think that's how it would be with me and Panto. <laughs> if we ever see you as Widow Twanky, we'll think of that. Yeah, see me in the street and say, how do you live now? And I'll say, it's behind you. Oh, dear. Uh, yes, you can see Frank the Gilgood Theatre, 5th to the 17th of Feb. Tickets on sale now. We'll chat more in a few moments. We'll talk a bit of football, I think. Oui. Yeah, Frank. I, you know what? I really like football. At the moment, really? or no, just generally, just generally. Yeah. okay. Well, that's good. Um, Frank will chat more with us in a few moments' time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Frank Skinner's with us in the studio. You can see his new show, 30 Years of Dirt, the Gilgood Theatre in uh, London, between the 5th and the 17th of February next year. Tickets on sale now. Um, and we've been seeing lots of Euro 96 footage in sad circumstances, mm. really, this week because of the death of, uh, of Terry Venables. Yes. And I'm sure it, it brought a lot back to you around that time, to you and to you and David. I don't know if you've spoken to him about it yet. but um, Yeah, well, uh, we exchanged... Te- I sent him a thing... Uh, a text saying the key will no longer tap mm. because when we first played that song to the England team Terry Venables tapped along with his car keys and then at the end of it he said it's a real key tapper isn't yeah. it as if that oh, was oh, a general yeah, it was always stopped with us I remember you tell, when we did the documentary that you and Dave did with us you're telling us that story it's fantastic yeah. I mean did you got to meet him along the way I guess because yeah. of yeah yeah, and I saw him play, you know, I saw him yeah. play for your team. So did I, yeah. Yeah, um, he was incredibly nice bloke, and I think um, probably a brilliant manager. What happened after 96, I never quite understood. He mm. went off to concentrate on court cases. You usually think the FA are probably involved in a negative way somewhere in something like that. It did seem to know. take a lot of... It put a lot of energy into other things, didn't mm. he, and never quite captured that again. But it was, uh, it was a golden moment. When he was El Tell at Barcelona yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah, I love all that. He was, uh, you know, he was one of the, one of the best. Yeah, lovely. Um, now, um, West Brom, you've, you were just telling us you've not been to the Hawthorns as regularly as, as you used to. No. Recent years. I... Um, I Covid sort of broke the habit for me, really. Oh. I tell you what I am now, and this is, you don't meet many of these, I'm an audio season ticket holder. Oh, OK. So I've got, um, on, I've got an Albion app where all the games, home and away, are on in audio. Okay. Like, you know, I don't know if you've ever listened now, you probably don't, to football um, live games on the radio, oh, obviously, yeah. and I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to them talks about it. Yeah, I, uh, it's got its own kind of excitement. Mm. Basically, when the other team's got the ball, you feel they could score at any moment. They might just be dribbling around <laughs> their own area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have Andy Johnson, who's an ex-player. Yeah, remember him, yeah. Um, so he's, he's the sort of expert as well you get a it. partisan commentary though don't you which yeah, is kind of what that's you want that's what I want yes. yeah no I totally yeah. agree yeah, I hate um, I hate neutrality in football <laughs> of any kind I really do I once went with David Baddiel to Chelsea Albion and one of the I sat with him in amongst the Chelsea fans mm. and a bloke said come on Chelsea we can beat this rubbish and I thought I don't I just don't want to hear it no, no. I think segregation at games has, has been the, the making of it yeah it's never nice being around away fans it's never a pleasant experience is but it really? I tell you what I, I realised recently is I saw my first game in 1967 mm-hmm. and I've been watching football live and on telly consistently since then. And I have learned virtually nothing about football in that time. <laughs> I'm not joking with you. If you was to take every game I've seen, every goal, say, I've sk- seen at the Albion mm. over the years, scored against us, which, as you can imagine, is many, <laughs> apart from a major individual error, I could not give you the faintest theory on why that goal happened <laughs> i don't know when people say yeah they've switched to three at the back i've never noticed oh, that yeah. mm. and all i just don't i 
I can't think of anything else I could have done that avidly for whatever it's been, 50-odd years. But, I mean, around Albion, you're emotionally invested, so you're not looking for that. But even generally, when no, you watch a game of football tele- between I, two I have teams... No, when they say, oh, the thing is, look at the gap they've left between them. Yeah. I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> and you would think I would have picked some of that up. I yeah. really know nothing about football as far as tactics are concerned. So anyway, you had this theory. We, we, me and you and Andy went out to have something to eat, and we were chatting, and you, you had this theory that you felt Mexico 70 was the worst thing ever happened to English football because we decided we all wanted to be Brazil. You know, yes. England had a way of... And I thought that was that was a very interesting theory. That's a bit of deep thinking about the game. Well, I like... Um, you know, um, si- Simon Cooper's book, Football Against the Enemy, mm. when he suggests that countries actually have an instinctive style of play mm. that fits, be it the climate, just be it the general attitude of the population... And you would think, wouldn't you, if you walk around the, the average um, British town on a Friday, Saturday night, that it's going to be based on violence, <laughs> <laughs> not artistry. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And so you can see how that happens. You know, the, I know the Brazilian kids are on the beach kicking up, you know, some bundle of rags around. Yeah. But, you know, we are not. We are, we're not doing We're that, destroying yeah. a bus stop with a lump of concrete. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, I think we should have stopped with that old-fashioned... I mean, one thing is the pitch is improved drastically. No, that true. ruined, that ruined quite, a lot. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had to bypass the midfield then because but, there was no midfield, no, was it? It was exactly. just like a... Yeah, when you see the England right winger trying to do a step over via the, via the Brazil left back and you think, well, they invented it. They invented yeah. the step over. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it sort of means, I think you're absolutely right. We've evolved yeah. since, but I thought... I think the, we've the, got... In, the, I mean, don't the, get me wrong, yeah. we've got incredible... The know, principle was sound given 1970 and yeah. stuff. I always thought... When, I, when I hear um, Jude Bellingham interviewed and he's got, you know, black country accent, that makes me very yeah. proud. Yeah. The idea yeah. that the, he's probably going to, if he's yeah. already the best player in the world... Mm will be from Stourbridge. Yeah. Uh, but that makes me... Because <laughs> they're always exotic people, the best yeah. player in the world. That's true. But when he goes way. and gets his Ballon d'Or, and he has his... Yeah, it's not. Thanks very much. It's <laughs> 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 <Turn> out <laughs> a bit. Yeah. No, that would be... It that will would be, be great, and they're all sitting there... Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, nobody can understand what he's saying. It'd be yeah, great. You know what it? I mean? It was, you know, yeah. it was it was Pele, it was Cruyff, it yeah. was uh, Maradona. Yeah. Then it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we let you go, um, you and your lad Buzz, you're bonding uh, over vintage rock. It's fantastic. You've just he's, he's playing a bit of guitar now, and he's got into the sort of rock music you loved when you were a kid. Yeah, well, he's he's eleven, and uh, I mean, for example, we've got a pay per view um, booking for um, the early hours of Sunday morning for Kiss's farewell gig at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And this this summer we've seen um, we've seen Metallica and Slipknot and Iron Maiden and Guns and Roses and you know we've just been to loads of Brilliant. gigs. What what was his what was his way in? What was the song that got we him had, into? We it? had uh, the radio on in the house and not this station, right? Anyway, <laughs> my station. Yeah. And they played Poison by Alice Cooper, and it was like that moment where you know something very magical happened right and he loved it and then it's like the heavy metal door opened <laughs> really yeah and he That's walked the heavy in. metal but of door course he's, like. you know he's got a bit of uh birmingham in his blood so it's not that yeah. surprising yeah. Really. have you because have you have you told him about the the kind of heritage of uh of heavy rock and birmingham oh and, yeah and he yeah. loves aussie and all that as well but he, he plays things to me like um he says, uh, oh, man, I've been listening to Aussie and Black Sabbath, and I thought he was going to play Paranoid. And then it's um, uh, Mr Crowley, so, you know, it's that solo thing about Alistair Crowley, that Aussie Aussie. <laughs> so it's all sorts of stuff I don't know about. But it, He's it, going to be into Dennis Wheatley and all that oh, stuff. He's no, going to start I, wearing a tall black hat when he walks around the living room. I, I hope that's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I, think, I mean, as a Catholic, I think having a Diabolist <laughs> would be awkward. I mean, it could be worse. He could be Church of England. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But it's great. It's an interesting thing to, to bond over. Well, let's say he plays guitar, and he's he's you know he's I've yeah, seen him. Played, he's played he's at school. Good. He's played at school a couple of times. He did uh, the last um, school concert. He did uh, crazy crazy nights. You know the kids oh, yeah. with his band Guillotine. Oh, de- nice. dedicated to Alice. Bit the head off a bat, did he? 
Alice yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think Ozzy ever actually did no, that. I think he was no. bitten by one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so can you mosh at six? Have you tried? Have you been oh, in the sixty-six? I, I don't think I've got a mosh left. <laughs> I, can, I can barely raise a horn. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I was looking at Andy uh, Jacobs on Instagram there. Were you? And really? he was nodding along when he said Andy. Yeah, I, I always watch him on OnlyFans. That's, <laughs> where he does his, that's where he does his best work. Has he got a lovely OnlyFans? That's where he does, his, be, that's where he does yeah. his best work. It is quite lovely. And there's Jeff as it's well. It's quite Hello, an acquired Jeff. taste. <laughs> yeah. Their live 37 watchers they've got on Instagram. Uh, at the moment. 37 people. <laughs> 36 now. I thought someone's just left. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the birthday spread. That's <laughs> why I have to find the OnlyFans. Jeff have joined us because um, we got 10 birthdays from this week. Andy's. One uh, more. There we are. Andy's collated them all. We've got to try and guess the ages. In the short, with the shortest margin of error, basically, you're going to join in. A lot of you plough along at home or in the car. A lot of people on the way back from school, we understand, uh, play with mum and dad in the car. Yeah. So um, and let us know at half time how you're getting on. Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine or tweet to TSH and J. Um, did uh, Jeff Peters is with us? He's back in the nerve centre, I think. Hello, Jeff. Oh, there it is. Beautiful. Oh, answer that. Answer so, that. Uh, yeah. So no more suckering. Succotash no. and uh, deepest depth. For some reason, my my FaceTime audio it just it, it changes my voice completely. Somebody messaged and said, "Have you gone to Mexico to have some some work done?" Oh, yeah, yeah, we wondered. I thought you know your teeth <laughs> taken which, out. Which yeah. I, I, I thought was a I thought was a little bit harsh. Yeah. So I've now got a full head head of hair. As if people are on uh, Instagram live, we are back on that myself and yeah. Andy. So yeah. uh, not let me join. To... I've tried to join. They won't let me join. Oh, they're oh, keep, well, they're been keeping those fifty two oh, well keep fifty two watches for themselves. Yeah. Just, who won? No, no, who one last week. Really I didn't see you there. Sorry, Charlie. I didn't so the winner yeah. last week was Charlie. Yeah. So we closed the overall gap to 35-57, and it's 20 versus 18 in 2023. So that's uh, how tight it is between you two boys this year. Lovely. Uh, I can hear them. It's coming. Oh, you can hear it's coming bouncing. Out, it's bou- like couldn't you hear awesome. them? No, hear oh, them. you got headphones, headphones on. on. Yeah, Fair enough. Okay. Down. There we go. Is that better? Yeah. yeah, that's better. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, uh, mm. let's He's get underway beautiful then. beautiful Charlie Baker, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, what yeah, a lovely, yeah. what a lovely yeah. looking man, aren't I? Here's, uh, here's uh, Palais and Sergio Mendes. Yes, good afternoon, everybody. And afternoon. Uh, no need to introduce me or anything. The birthday <laughs> oh, spread. No, uh, we know you are. We know tremendous, been, isn't it? Honestly. About, talking about <laughs> you. Oh, I didn't know you were How many years, Andy? This is technically your show. I don't get a big build-up every day. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> get a hype man for it. I've got a message from the birthday spread committee. Oh, okay. okay they enough. were very unhappy about last week. You're both now not allowed to think about the ages until you've laughed uproariously oh. at my carefully crafted Tim Vine okay. approved Sorry gags. about that. We oh, got yeah, far okay. too into the competition <laughs> last week. Yeah, it's a good point, Jeff. Well done, Jeff. Good point, Jeff. Well Who's done, smoking? Jeff. Jeff's there vaping? on the vaping. No, oh, for God's sake. Jeff's got, a, a, I reckon, a sponsorship deal with a vape company for, oh, for yeah. the birthday spread. He's all feeling a bit payola, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> I say so. First top, birthday. Topola. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, she was married to Mike Tyson. It's the actress... Robin Givens, mm, Robin yeah, Givens, yeah. and uh, yeah, she was moaning like mad to me when uh, VAR refused to give her team two nailed-on penalties. Mm. I agree with that. I've seen them, Givens. Hey, oh, very right nice, yeah, Robin Givens. Robin, Robin Givens. Givens. Charlie kicks off. I think Robin Givens is sixty. She's got to be around that now, hasn't she? It was a while she was uh, while mm. she was married to Mike. I'd say maybe fifty-eight. Ooh, 59, good start. Oh, what a start, Paul. We don't check. People think no. we check. We don't check in the week. No, it's, fair. No it's a fair cheating. game. No point cheating. It ruins it. So, um, never stop, Charlie. But uh, <laughs> So, what's, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Yeah, he stopped he smoking. De- he'd definitely been to the newsagents last week. Uh, it's one all. <laughs> one all. One all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right, it's the founder of Motown Records. Oh, yeah. Uh, Barry Gordy, Ooh, yeah, Barry really, Gordy. Yeah. Now, the last time I saw him, he was wearing an over-the-top, highly patterned floral shirt. Mm-hmm. It was a bit much. Ozzy Ardenas hated it too. He said to him, "That's Barry, Barry Gordy." Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's good. It's beautifully constructed. We're allowed I to like do that. Barry, Barry, to do the voice. Barry, Barry, well, it's only Spanish. Well, I'm not it's just saying. Right. You know, I don't yeah. know. You don't know what the These rules days. are with voices anymore. Nigel Farage. That's true. Um, <laughs> right. um, Barry Gordy's got. Be, he's got to be ninety yeah. odd, isn't he? Yeah. Ninety, ninety-two. He's a bit younger, John. Mm, I don't know. Um, 93. 94. Oh, good work. Okay, so what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Elite level scoring so far. It's Paul 3, Charlie 2. 3-2, what a game. Back to Charlie then. First off, number 3. Here we go. 
Okay, it's the cyclist and commentator and winner of the 1987 Tour de France, Stephen Roach. Stephen Roach. And we were playing in a cricket match, actually, between Talk Sport and Tour de France winners. And he was dismissed with a brilliant grab at first slip by Nigel Botherway. He said, I really enjoy catching Roach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does Very all the nice. voices. I like that. Don't do the voice, Andy. Don't do the voice. Did you say... <laughs> Did you say 1987? <laughs> yeah. 69 yeah. is my guess. 69. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, I'd say he's probably about 60, clickety-click, 66. 64. Oh, okay. okay. Well done, well, I've clawed a couple back. What yeah. a ding-dong do this up, is. I think it's evened it right up. Yeah. Well, Paul takes the lead. Two out onto five. Charlie, five out onto seven. To birthday four. Back to me. We alternate, of course. <laughs> you won't believe that top TV producer Mr Ben Winston is oh, yeah, watching he's this. Pretty, no way. Good old, what about that? Hello, Ben. <laughs> he's produced Hello, ben. them all. He's worked with everybody. <laughs> everybody. Legend. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He produced James Corden for about five years. <laughs> yeah. Cutting edge uh, live yeah. American and TV. He and he's looking. And he's watching you two at the moment. He's thinking you can do it on Instagram Live. That means you can do it on TV. He's in a good mood. He's in a good mood because the goon scored six last night. That's true. Perhaps this will be a TV show on American Telly. That'll be marvellous. He's going to nick the format. It's going to be James (laughs) Corden's birthday (laughs) spread. And there'll be nothing we can do about (laughs) it. Nothing we can do about it. Okie dokie. It's the politician and Secretary General of NATO in 94 to 95, Willie Class. Willie Class. And I think the NATO job came too late for him. A couple of years earlier would have been much better. I much preferred the class of 92. Oh, that's very oh, good. Very yes. Nice. <laughs> little nod of the head from Andy yeah, as well yeah, there. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, little, just like he scored yeah. 100 runs. He's lifted his bat. Has he? That's, what they um, called, that's what they called sex education at my school. Willie class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I can must write that down. <laughs> must write that down for next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nice little silly joke. Yeah, it's just, I like that, that nice. You should fun, think about it? maybe doing some live work as well. I oh, think yeah, so, take uh, yeah, that'd be nice. I'm in Tiverton on Friday night, Swindon on Saturday night, and next Wednesday, December the 6th, live at London's Comedy Store. Do Brilliant. come on down. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll come and see us. I'm going to Ben go Winston, along. if you're looking for the new host. No, no, Ben's right up. He, honestly, he wants to take this to Hollywood. He's just to hold yeah. me. I can't believe it. Hi, Ben. Eighty eight. 88, yeah, I think. 88. 90. You're going he 90. is, in fact, 85. Oh, oh went the wrong way. Regals. 85. Paul is three out on that and is on to eight. Mm, yeah. And Charlie, five out, is on to 12. Oh, not good. Still still good game. Nothing, still four, Absolutely yeah. nothing, four, nothing, nothing, Back to Charlie it? taking this into half-time. OK, final birthday before half-time. It's James Spencer Churchill, the Duke of Marlborough. Oh, Duke yeah. of Marlborough. I used to impersonate him, actually, but I have to admit, I was a bit of a pale imitation of the real thing. They used to call me the Duke of Marlborough Light. Hey, <laughs> beautiful. That was good. That was a good one. That's tough, isn't it? Because who he, is he? he? Could be could be twenty-two. 40, could be eighty-six. Could be eighty-two. He's the Duke of Marlborough. I've no idea. Lives in Blenheim Palace, just down the road from you. Have you not seen him having a wonder about Oxfordshire? <laughs> where you live in the news agents? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does he mark up your papers? Maybe the Duke of Marlborough could tell us whether you cheat. I on thought it was a pub. Last time I saw Charlie, <laughs> last time I saw Charlie, he was buying all the papers. Uh, Seventy. Wow, I'm going to take a real... Oh, I'm going to... I don't know, so hard. What was his name again, Andy? Uh, James Spencer Churchill, the wow. Duke of Marlborough. so difficult, wasn't it? 62. I'm going to stray too far. 68. Oh! Well, that's wow. made the second half very interesting. What a so, good game. Jeff, take us into halftime. What are the scores? Well, incredibly, at halftime, Paul six out, Charlie two out. It's... 14 all. 14 all. 14 all. Wow. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's the birthday spread. Uh, we've got the second half to come. It's delicately poised at 14 all. Let's have birthday number six. Um, here's Pally and Sergio Mendes. Yeah. Okay, uh, hello, and welcome to part two. And it's the chief strategist mm. to President Trump in 2017, Steve Bannon. Steve Ooh. Bannon. Steve Bannon. And he was asking me for a bit of travel advice. He wanted to know which town in South Wales was most <laughs> worth visiting. I was a bit hesitant, but eventually replied, Barry. 
Barry Bannon. Bannon. Oh, Bannon. You need to leave. You have to leave I've again. the joke. I can only apologise. Wow. It's all right. What um, an idiot. Some of the half-time scores very quickly. Half-time 17, all to play for, says Steve from Wincham. Uh, I'm on 23. That Duke bloke really uh, threw me out. Yes. Uh, says, where's that come from? That's John in Swindon. That's John in Swindon. Wasn't the Duke of Marlborough the con man in Faulty Towers? No <laughs> yes, idea. I don't think he was. He was. The Jiffy's <laughs> listening. Half-time 17. That's no, Lord Melchett, that was. Yeah, I think oh, okay. he, yes, that's right. Yeah, yes. Uh, give me that money. Okay. On a horse. Uh, Steve Bannon's got young hair, but mm. it's, um, I, it's probably about 59. Steve Bannon. Would you say he's I older? I think he's than older, than that. older than that. You've said it now. I know I have. I, I'm not going to take it back. I think he's 66. What is Sorry, he? he's uh, 70. Wow. There we are. I tell you, there it's we that are. young You've hair gone that young. Yeah, yeah, I was going to go older, but didn't want to go too far out, too far okay. away. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Bannon. So Paul is <laughs> in, in, in and moves on to 25 yeah. and Charlie four out onto 18. So Charlie has a seven point lead with four to go. Is Charlie's to lose now? I did get a okay. bit of a, a, a thousand yard stare when I actually explained the Barry Bannon game to Barry himself. He just he wasn't troubled Nothing. by it. I think he was, it. like most people, he was a bit confused. Yeah. <laughs> so um, next one then, Charlie off next. Okay, uh, in a change to the advertised order for Jeff's point of oh, view, right. it's the comedian Arthur Smith. Mm, yeah. Arthur Smith. And uh, we were walking in the park behind snooker legend Jimmy White mm. and his beautiful Labrador when the dog relieved itself right in front of us. I produced a bag and swept it up before Arthur could say anything. It was a mystery to him. He said, whatever happened to White's dog poo? Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, yes. you, you, yeah. Andy once did that on the train when we were going to Cheltenham. <laughs> Andy, did, he did a he re, uh, re, sort of misappropriated. He left some white dog poo. No, on he the didn't. Train. <laughs> Let me explain. Oh. He, uh, <laughs> he, mis- he, he misappropriated the Arthur Smith line. He said, "Whatever happened to plain crisps?" On as the trolley went past, and we went, "We got about four bags on there," which is why Andy doesn't do observational comedy. Um, very true. Because what he says, you basically see ten seconds later. Anyway, uh, Arthur, I have, to, I have to tell, show my hand here. You know, I, sh- I should know this. Party. I'm. I'm I'm friends with, with yeah, him. Yeah. Should know how old he is. I don't. Okay. You don't send him a card then. 66. <laughs> he's getting there, any after. I'd say he's a bit older than that. 68. 69. Oh, okay. What's that done to the scores? Paul, you've closed the gap by a couple there. One out onto 26. Charlie, three out onto 21. Just five in it. Three to go. Three and by to the go. way, Andy's art collection yeah. on Instagram Live. Fantastic. Oh, and if you have the vision yeah. on music as he walks around his flat. Yeah. Well, we've got three minutes to tidy this up. So yeah, here we go. Okay. okay. Next birthday. Yes, it's the art historian and specialist in old masters. Bender Grosvenor. Bender Grosvenor. And uh, we were having a heated debate over who was the best set play taker in Premier League history. I went for James James Ward-Prowse, but Bender liked Beckham. Oh, Oh, okay. Could have been a whole lot worse. Could have been a whole lot Um, worse. I'd (laughs) say... um, I don't know. I don't know. 79. (laughs) 82. 46. Oh, no. He's that bloke from Fame or Fake or Fortune. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, Trev, I was just following you, Bender. Um, there we are. So, um, what's that? Oh, well, it's going to be high scores now. He's an expert now. in old masters. All it's, right. It's going to yeah. be the score now. Okay. So, what, where are we at, Jeff? Can you work it out? That's, Jeff's Come gone on, quiet because he's doing Calculate. a math. <laughs> this is a yeah. two-vape problem. He's, yeah. he's actually got it. <laughs> <laughs> what's the score, Jeff? Three-vape problem. Uh, 33 out, Paul, onto 59. Oh. Charlie, 36 out, onto 57. Oh. Two in it. Two in to it. go. What a game. Charlie in the lead. Unbelievable. Back to Charlie. Two to go. Let's go. Okay, the private secretary to the Prince of Wales from 96 to 2002, Sir Stephen Lamport. Sir Stephen Lamport. Yeah. And I remember when I was had to greatly rely on his support during a legal battle with the estate of the late, great George Formby. <laughs> yes. I was leaning on a Lamport. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> of course I was. Uh, what do you reckon? When was he? Yeah. What was his year? What 96 was his? to 2002, okay. looking after... Yeah. Um, eighty-two. High maintenance would be my guess. Uh, what did you say? 80? Eighty-two. 80, uh, I could say he's a bit younger than that. I'd say with fifty. Uh, Seventy-four. Seventy-two. Oh, that's so probably we're going done it. Birth. This is a good margin because it's not many, and I have to go yeah, first, so yeah. it's not so bad. So uh, where are we at, Jeff? Paul sixty-one, Charlie sixty-seven. Ooh. Six oh, in it. Close. So we want a seven swing, Charlie. A Come seven on, swing. Come on, Baker. Way. Get it okay. together. Right. Last birthday, Andy. Okay. Last birthday of the week. The novelist and playwright 
Bernard Copps. Bernard Copps. K-O-P-S. Bernard Copps. And he asked me and Gareth Malone to form a football presenter's choir featuring Adrian Durham, Gary Lineker and Richard Keyes. But one of them's completely out of tune. Bernard asked me what was wrong. I said it's Keyes Tone Pops. Cops! Oh. <laughs> 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 I wrecked it. <No. laughs> I've ruined. <laughs> what is it? Turn Let it, it off. be Sky Sport ben Talk. Wins <laughs> Oh, he's one of those. Oh, he's gone. Oh, Andy, Andy died. Oh, it's so sad. Um, oh dear. Well, this is difficult. I've got <laughs> seven are. to play with. I've got no idea. Yeah. Tripped up by addiction. I've got Unbelievable. No <laughs> Call the cops. You could have gone down yeah, that route. Gone down Keystone the Keystone Cops. Keystone Cops. Keystone Pops. Great, but yeah. I messed it okay, up. Okay, uh, Bernard Cops seven to play with. I'm going to say um, eighty. 86, mm. seven either way. I didn't Johnny. listen to what he did for a living. He's right. a composer, wasn't he, Andy? Oh, okay. Bernard no, he's Cops. a novelist and playwright. I'm novelist and playwright. 80, what'd you say? I went 86. 94. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard Copps is, in fact, 97. Bang! Yeah! Eat it! Eat it! <laughs> a, good, a good winner and a good loser. I'll tell you what. It's almost like we gerrymandered that really tight ending so we can sell it to Ben Winston yeah, and James Corden. The jeopardy, the jeopardy yeah. of the game. Ben, Ben, it's always as good as that. <laughs> Honestly, it really is. Andy doesn't mess up the gags that often. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That, Smash that, it. That's this afternoon show. We'll reconvene tomorrow, myself and uh, Andy. Yeah. I'm looking at the producer. What have we got on tomorrow? Well, we've got uh, Stan Collymore doing the football. No, you got, you got, you got the. How are you getting on in the? Um, we got uh, England's women got massive game tomorrow night. We're going to be previewing that. Paul, are you doing? Are you doing well in the Fools panel? I've uh, not been I'm listening. Not bad. I think uh, the listeners are doing very They're well. Winning, in the are they? Claire Rafferty. Claire Rafferty is all about uh, former Chelsea and England player. Well, the listeners cheat and they Google all the scores before. Is that what they do? Before, oh yeah, of course, of course yeah, they do. You know, so anyway, well, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll fill the three hours somehow. Uh, somehow, something else. Um, so I do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast will be available. As always, at around four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.